Welcome back, party people. You are listening to Crossplay, where we get together and talk about all the video game goodness we can handle each and every week right here on thewhatnots.com. It is Sunday, February 23rd, 2020, and this is episode 15 of our show. Uh, we were out this past week. There was no show last week. It was a sad day because my computer was just like, yeah, no, mm-mm, I'm not going to work. No fun. No siree. <laughs> it was terrible. Thankfully, we are here uh, today. We had some issues this morning uh, recording some other podcasts, which we will talk about in just a bit. Uh, but coming up on today's show, the coronavirus has, oh God, <laughs> it has infected so many things in the video game industry causing many companies including sony and facebook to back out of conventions and more microsoft is finally bringing project x cloud to ios devices and ea has reportedly canceled yet one more star wars game we'll be talking about all that and more in a bit my name is kyle springer and i am joined by ignacio Ignacio, Yo, how are you, up? my dude? I'm doing great. Uh, my body's a bit sore. I went out yesterday. We had a gathering, all the international students. So I got to play some beach volleyball and uh, some beach soccer. Oh, cool. So my legs are very sore. <laughs> dude, yeah, and also, I, I have sand everywhere. I was changing a light bulb like a week ago, like <laughs> two weeks ago. Okay. And I had this little like step stool. I had okay. to like step on to get up there and I think I went up and down that thing like 10 times but oh my god my legs were just like stop <laughs> don't don't do this D- this is terrible wait <laughs> so I, first first of all why so many times I had to like go up there and unscrew the light fixture and take uh-huh. it down and then it was like a, a big thing so I was just like I don't want to drop this so i had to like set it down and go back up there and test things and do all sorts of stuff so Mm. (sighs) but i am out of shape it's not good how many steps do you need to unscrew a light bulb (laughs) oh god (laughs) don't remind me oh no the horror (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but yeah this week has been kind of interesting because uh we had all those technical issues last week uh, mm-hmm. and we postponed everything to this week, which essentially just means like, Hey, crossplay is canceled for this week. Um, and yeah, because I didn't really have to like read or watch a- a- anything for the review show. I had a whole lot of time to play a bunch of gig gig games and stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, but it's almost like having a free day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that was nice and relaxing. Uh, but speaking of the review show, uh, you got to join us this week on the review show. Uh, that was yeah. your first time on that show. And we talked about one of your favorite films, yeah. Your Name. I got to spread the word of Your Name to more yeah. people. Yeah, evangelize. Have, have you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you exactly. about the word of Your Name exactly uh yeah that was good it was fun yeah. I, I think we i think we had a good discussion about that 
Uh, so you guys should go check it out. If you have seen that film, you guys can go check out the episode. If you haven't, go watch go it. Go fix it. Go fix yeah. it. Go, go. Really, if you go haven't. Repent. If you haven't, just reconsider everything you've done in your life. Everything wrong <laughs> in your life. Exactly. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but here it's you and me pulling double duty on podcasts yep. today. Uh, fill me in on what you've been up to this past week. What have you been playing? Well, since we had two weeks instead of one, I finally got enough time to actually finish Dragon Ball Z Kagabot. Oh, nice. So this will be the last week I'll be talking about it. And that ends with the, like, tournament, right? Where you're fighting Oob? No. Whatever his name is? No. No, No, it does Yeah, I mean, his name is Oob, but no, it doesn't end there. It ends with uh, defeating Kid Buu. Okay. Yeah, they just leave you on the time period in between that and... The final episodes of Dragon Ball Z, which is uh, time jump. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like that, they have now t- the possibility to add more stuff. There I wonder have if they'll been... do DLC and, like, hey, well, here's no, one more DLC tournament. has been confirmed. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, you could buy, if you bought one of the editions, you got the. I don't know if it was, if it is technically a season pass or if. Well, at least you get access to two more story DLCs. Okay. So that's been confirmed. And uh, all the leaks that have been coming out are pointing towards some, at least, the Battle of Gods, which is... Interesting. The... So they're dipping into, like, super territory, right? I mean, that's the question, because... It could either be Battle of Gods, which was its own movie, and they could then do the other movie, Resurrection F, or mm-hmm. they could go the route of doing some super stuff. But if they yeah. do that, they would have... I don't know, they would have to condense the arcs into two DLCs, and I don't know if they yeah. would do that, considering how much, how long the arcs on Kakarot were... So I, I see more the possibility of them doing the movies instead, and maybe leave Super for another game, or I maybe really they like could... to see them do more of the like ap- the apocryphal stuff of of like, hey, here's a Tree of Life story, oh, or mm. here's like Garlic Junior coming back for the Garlic Saga. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, the game doesn't touch on any movie. Yeah, there's not which even would, men- which would be like prime for DLC stuff. Like, hey, here's just like a side story. Here's yeah, a but I, Dragon I Ball mean, Z. I, I doubt they they yeah. would go back. I because since the game ends with the last arc of Dragon Ball Z, I doubt they would go back in mm-hmm. to the earlier stuff to go to the movies. So I only see them using this time frame that they left the game on to go forward with Dragon Ball Super. So I think I think the okay. Fair most enough. probable part would be them doing since 
I may be wrong, but I, I believe they it is two story DLCs, so they could do both Dragon Ball movies, the newer movies. Gotcha. Mm, yeah. Okay. But yeah, with the grass game, like I said, I I love the game, and now that I'm thirty eight, thirty nine, forty hours in, I can finally say that it has overtaken. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkechi 3 as my favorite game of all time. Nice. I think okay. this is now my favorite game of all time. Favorite game of all time? Yeah. That's a prestigious spot. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, the game, like I said, it took me 38 hours to finish, and I enjoyed every second of it. Not once was I dreading playing it, or, oh, maybe they spread this to thin or whatever mm-hmm. i really enjoyed everything I, I did on the game and like i said before i the amount of love they put on to this franchise that means so much to me i really appreciate it one thing that i i, I would i was going to mention before but i never did was the amount of added stuff that they did some little mm-hmm. details that they added on some for example since they have the the since we now know all of the Dragon Ball Z as a whole and not like before where they were doing the stuff as as they went, they were able right. to add some stuff in some places that you would only discover later or would come up later. They would add What do you some, mean? Like for example, I don't remember this happening in the series, but at, at one point Piccolo fuses with another Namekian, Namekian, and when they when that happens, they do imply a lot in the game, mm-hmm. or not only imply they say it, that if, if he fuses with Kamisama, his other half, he would be so so much stronger, which is something that ends up happening later. So I don't remember them mentioning it on the show. Is is this when Piccolo fuses with Nail? Yeah, w- yeah, with Nail. When okay, he comes I, back to life and all that. I kind of remember stuff like that from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that could just be like a vague memory of me kind of knowing the history of all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. I actually haven't seen Dragon Ball. Um, but I know there was that whole thing of like Piccolo and Kami or... Whatever his mm-hmm. name, yeah, name, name was, they used to be one person, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it was like, "Hey, you're, we're gonna like separate all your darkness, and that's gonna be its own person." And so, mm-hmm. I like it, it would make sense that if they recombined, they would be much more stronger. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that was ever implied on the show, especially because. Kami was never seen as a strong character, a strong person. He was just the god on title, and he would oversee everything. But he was never really shown to be very strong. And so, yeah, I don't remember them ever being going as far as saying, if you go back to being one, one person, you would be so, so much stronger. Like I, I, I think I'm looking at it more in terms of, of like 
he like he's a more complete person if mm-hmm. that makes sense like yeah. piccolo is the like fighting spirit of yeah. of that one being so yeah using again with kami wouldn't really make him necessarily a better fighter but he'd mm-hmm. be maybe more wise or smarter no, yeah. or stuff like that and in that part in turn the, that would that is... make him more powerful in that sense yeah. well and that's not the only case that happened there are many times that i think that happened in the game that they had the since they they know the series as a whole mm-hmm. they could do that stuff another thing that I know that they didn't touch on in the show is that after the show came out uh, stuff started coming out that Android 16 was was modeled after Jiro's son and that's one thing that they do mention in the hmm, game yeah I did not he, know that he does address that hey the reason I'm defective is that Dero wanted to recreate his son as an android and mm-hmm. he wanted him to fight and I don't want to fight. That's why he, he deemed me defective. And that's one thing that Six, was never touched on the show. 16 is the one with the red mohawk? Yeah. Okay, cool. He liked gotcha. Gotcha, but gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Like, like I said, there's a lot of love and not only for Dragon Ball Z, but there's a lot of love for Dragon Ball, the original one. There's okay. so much callback to the original show mm-hmm. from if from collectibles that are just photos from the original show with kind of some descriptions of what happened to seeing characters that didn't appear in Dragon Ball C but were in Dragon Ball original getting more stuff, more mm-hmm. story in the game. That was pretty nice. Was 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 there like some emperor pilaf stuff? <laughs> There's a lot of pilaf. You do fight him, or not fight him, but his inventions a lot in the game. Okay. There's also the character of Lunch. I don't know if you know her. Uh, the girl that, if she sneezed, would turn yes. blonde to blue, and the yeah. her personality would change. So she disappeared for all of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. She never I, appeared. I, I think she's in it for a second in like the yeah, first they, they, couple no, ones and then you just don't no not even her. not even no I, I think the most you see of her in Dragon Ball Z is at the end when Goku is gathering energy for the spirit bomb they show her in one scene huh. like giving her energy okay. but yeah and the thing is because it's just because Toriyama forgot about her he he admitted that <laughs> So she I got, just totally forgot about her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would be impressed on on how the development of all Dragon Ball went. How That's they, wild. yeah, the story of how Android nineteen and twenty were the original, the original androids from the future. Uh-huh. But then someone told them told him that they weren't that threatening. So he invented Android eighteen and nine, no seventeen and eighteen. And mm-hmm. then someone told him that no, why would he fight be fighting them? So he invented Cell, and someone told him that Cell was too ugly, so he gave him another form and all that. So you you would be impressed on how he actually developed the show. But, Cell was an ugly motherfucker. Yeah, Though I I I think I kind of liked him more as a bug. 
Yeah. Like he like he, he just had this like really weird yeah, like he, it, when when he gets to be his like more final mm-hmm. form, it's just like, yeah, that's a Dragon Ball Z bad guy. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. it, it was a bug, it was just like, wow, this is so different. This is weird. I like this. Yeah, it's an alien. I mean, Selfer's form had more of a horror aspect to it. Yeah, how absolutely. he would just drink up a whole city worth of people. Dude, I remember watching that for the first time. I was horrified. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is so good. I love it, but I hate it. This is so scary. What is going to happen? Can Goku save them? I don't know. (sighs) So good. Yeah, but like I said, like I've been saying, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a great game. And if Mm -hmm. you are a fan of Dragon Ball, I think you would love it. And yeah, it's not my favorite game of all time. And I'm very close to getting the Platinum. Okay. Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 10, how difficult would you say the platinum is uh, 10 being like, like really hard uh let me see like a six five okay it's it's not very difficult it's not bad it's more of doing doing some stuff that the game lets you do that's not very important right and other than that it's just playing the game and doing everything basically. okay good yeah. stuff it would uh, be my let's... first Dragon Ball Z platinum. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I dived a little bit more into Final Fantasy VII this week. Still um, Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm not very far. I've been taking it, like, a minute at a time. Um, so I'm still super early on. I think total I've played, like, two and a half or three hours. Oh, um, so nothing. Yeah, no, this not at all. The remake will end up coming out. I yeah, I mean, I at least want to get through all of the stuff that the remake will kind of encompass. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, uh, when's the remake supposed to come out again? April Do you remember? something. Let me In April. Have it here. Okay, so April ninth. Should I should dive in a little bit more? Um, but yeah, so I, I got to the part kind of where you meet Eris and you go to her house and she's like, okay, you have this weird look in your eyes. Like you've been affected by Mako or whatever. Um, so I, 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 I still don't really know what's going on completely yet. I'm still discovering all of that stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's nice to be able to have the, like, hey, let's speed up the combat a, a bit. Let's just, you know, run through this. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I it's, it's an interesting thing because the graphics are, <laughs> you know, they're PS1-style yeah. polygons. Um, so they're not great, but it, it's, it's like, I, like... I still feel like I'm playing the original, if that makes. I mean, I, 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 I am. I'm on the Switch, but it's a, uh, it's an interesting experience. I, I, I think this is the game that is probably the oldest that I've gone back to play, mm-hmm. if if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, like I've I've gone back to play the. 
I, I think the first time I played, um, oh god, now why am I blanking on its name? What was the one? The Death of the Outsider. That. What? Uh, why am I? You guys are yeah, I'm yelling. Death of the Outsider. Ah, uh, Dishonored. Dishonored. There you go. Yeah. I don't know why that took me so long. Um, I pl- I played the first one of that. I think like four or five years after it came out. So I think typically I I I don't go back to play like okay. old games. Like, oh man, you should go play Mario so- Three. So you've never mm-hmm. gone back and played a Super Nintendo game? Uh, I mean, I've played a couple that are on the like Nintendo Switch online, mm-hmm. but no, for the most part, it, I've the the stuff that I've gone back to play, um, from from back in the day, I really didn't like that much, or it was it was like too to be good at this game. Mm-hmm. I would have to spend a lot of time on. Have the you game. played like, I don't uh, Super Metroid? Um, if it's not on the Switch Online, then I don't think so. Actually, the great question is, it? I think it because I, I, pl- I played one of the Metroid games Metroid on there. One, I don't know. I know it's on the NES Online. Super Metroid. Okay. Yeah, I think it is on there. So I, th- I think I may have started it, and I just didn't know what to do. I was hitting all the buttons, and it was just like this doesn't do a thing. Um, yeah, it, yeah it, it just ended up not being for me. I, I think maybe a more modern inter- inter- interpretation of the game I could see myself getting into. But I think this is... I think Final Fantasy VII is the oldest game that I've gone back to play. Mm. So, But it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun so yeah, far. Are you enjoying the battle system? So far, um, yeah. but again, I'm only like three hours in, so oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen done much. most of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. How about Vader Immortal? Looks like yeah. you finished up the third one. I finally finished the whole Immortal saga. Hell yeah! Yeah. So, are, so... have have you ascended this plane of existence, and have you now become? <laughs> Immortal? Oh, yeah. Is, is that how it works? Yeah. Uh, now I'm immortal. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, what can I say? The gameplay still, it's a great experience gameplay-wise, being able to wield a lightsaber and right. fight off stormtroopers, slice them, and deflect their blasters and all. The only added gameplay thing that they did was that they introduced the now the stormtroopers have their guns their how do you call it the blasters yeah blasters so since they now uh wait i don't remember i don't think you fought you fought stormtroopers on the first episode you didn't fight them on the second but now on the third one you there can. are some troopers, and they have their okay. own blasters. So now the only other gameplay thing that they did compared to episode two was that they you can take their blasters and shoot with them. Okay. So what were you 
fighting in the first two then if 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 you weren't like fighting storm troopers or in the something. first in the first one you fought these kind of like robotic yeah droids. you fought robots no, yeah some droids but since you didn't use that the lightsaber much in episode one you would mm-hmm. find mostly robots okay and in the training you it was mostly deflecting blast blasters from these ball things that float on the second one you also fought robots robots mm-hmm. and some flying creatures and the ball thing again and then this one they added droids uh, not droids stormtroopers okay to the game gotcha did the story in episode three kind of redeem itself because i i kind of remember you saying that you weren't super into episode two yeah i mean story wise i i was more into episode three than two but i think the most interesting story was in episode one since Mm -hmm. there you were just uh, thrown into this new thing and Vader has a new plan and you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and then the third one is just a culmination of what was happening and story wise like I said wasn't that interesting what ended up happening how you ended the game but gameplay wise through the story it was more interesting than episode 2 and of course, one one didn't have much fighting. Okay. So story wise, I would put it below one and above three. And then the dojo, I would say, is the best one. Cool. Only because they introduce the stormtroopers and you can take their blasters, and also because they also introduce some balls, some floating balls that that were before but now they are harder to hit and they also kind of like go towards you with saw blades and that made gotcha. it more interesting okay good um, stuff yeah those are my thoughts on Vader Immortal like I said before it's really an, an experience everyone should try out because of how awesome it is and you hopefully go. you can try it one day hopefully yeah. I, I still have yet to do any VR stuff Man, the Oculus Quest. I have also a PSVR, but having an Oculus Quest and being so simple that I can just pull it out, pull it in my head, and just start playing. Man, that's a good, a good purchase. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. I, the main thing that I've been playing more of this week is, of course, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think I put a good like twenty-five to thirty hours in Ooh, this week. Uh, <laughs> Only so this week? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like each night just come home, eat, and then like, all right, Assassin's Creed, here we go. Dude, it, like, it oh, took me it's... a month and so to just get to thirty-eight hours on Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, like, I, I didn't have to read anything or watch stuff because i already watched you your your name um so i i got to play it a lot this week i played it all day yesterday all day or all evening friday 
all of that stuff. It was good. Um, my observations now from putting in a ton more hours into the game, I still don't feel like I'm anywhere near halfway done with the game. But um, I don't know. So they give you the dialogue options. And um, I I don't know if I really think they're all that effective. Yeah. So when when you like get a quest from someone, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be p- p- pretty o- 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 obvious of like, hey, you need to go uh, find this guy who's standing by a boat down on the docks there, mm-hmm. and and then it gives you options to be like, okay, who is the guy that I need to go find? Where is this boat? And why are you making me do this? For example, and then it has yep. the like, uh, like okay, I'm done with the conversation. I'm gonna go do the quest, and all of those options except that last one are completely skippable if you yep. want. Um, so you don't have to buy into them. But every once in a while, there's one or two of them that seem like that would be good information to know. Like I like I I feel like I should just at least hit that one, but mm-hmm. then on those ones I I feel like that's information they should be telling me when they give me the quest of mm-hmm. of, of just like hey just tell me the whole story here like what's what's happening, um, and and so I'm in this like weird gray a- area where it's like sometimes I feel like you're telling me not enough. And then sometimes I feel like I know everything and I don't need these. Mm-hmm. So it, it's this weird thing of just like, I, I just, I, I don't feel like they're as effective as they could be. Um, then let's say on top of that, one of the things you do in that game is you have the spear of Leonidas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And you have to kill a bunch of these cult members uh, to get these like little artifact things, which then in turn you can go uh, use to upgrade that spear. Yeah. However, you don't ever use that spear. At at, at least I'm almost what? fifty hours in, and no, I haven't used it yet. You do use it. It shows me using it in certain cutscenes, but it's no, not. No, but isn't like, that? Instead of a hidden blade, don't you use the spear of Leonidas? Because I mean, it, uh, it isn't a whole spear; it's just a head. It's of it. the t- tip, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that that's to kill, to kill people. That's how they're explaining it. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that's how it is. From yeah, what I I'm, remember, I'm, I haven't played I'm in a while. sure that's how they're explaining it, but it's it's just like I, my. Uh, Attack and defense and all that stuff go up or down depending yeah. on the other weapons that I e- equip. So it's mm-hmm. just like it's this weird thing of like I I I just don't feel like I'm using this weapon much. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm way off base. Isn't the like assassination one of the stats? That that improves. I well, I haven't paid close enough attention to notice that if I upgrade the spear, 
uh, that sure that number goes up. But I know that when you equip different weapons in your two weapons slots, it will go up de depending on those because ones. Not always. If you if you take down an enemy hidden, mm -hmm. it not always kills them in in one attack, right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of depending on your assassination yeah. number, like skill level and, and stuff like that. Uh, um, I, I think, yeah, that's what improving the spear did, if I'm remembering correct. It might give you a lump sum of just like, hey, we're bumping up your assassination skill yeah. by 500 or, or, or something each time. Who knows? I'm making up a number. But more directly you can affect that number like your assass your assassination skill or your warrior skill or your hunter skill you can affect those more directly by yeah, equipping by weapons in the weapons yeah. and so i feel like that's more of where my assassination number is coming from yeah. not the spear the spear seems almost inconsequential Doesn't to me this, uh, I don't like I said, I haven't played in a while. Doesn't the spear improve other stats too? Maybe life? Uh, well, you your health increases yeah, every time you gain a level. Oh. And it, it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's also not something you can unequip. So yeah. it's, it's just always there. Yeah. Which kind of just makes it seem like it's a non point like it, it it just yeah like i it, it it feels like the only way i can affect my stats is by the weapons that i equip yeah. and mm -hmm. the armor um but nothing with that spear okay so that was strange to me also i'm so far very disappointed in the story of this game yeah I think How it's almost so? non-existent. Yeah, there's kind of what I felt too. Yeah, like I, I just, it's fine enough to keep me playing. Mm. I think the world that they've created is magnificent. It's incredible, yeah. um, and so I want to spend time in that world and. F f finding all of these strange stories and like oh my goodness i i just saw a bear fighting a wolf and stuff you know like i can go out and see that stuff in fact i did one quest um where i ended up sleeping with the woman that was giving me the quest and i think at the end of it she turned into a wolf but i'm not sure it was weird, so it had the like cutscene where it was like, "Okay, let's go do our hanky panky," um, and and then it, the the cutscene stopped, and that character was no longer there, but a wolf was attacking me. And I was just oh. like, "What? What in the world? <laughs> this is so weird." Uh, did did she turn into a wolf? Who knows? Huh. Um, Interesting. But like, I I like that stuff like the moment to moment gameplay yeah. and the stuff i'm doing in that is incredible it's fantastic stuff the story is that 
you're an orphan. Apparently, your parents are still alive. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should go find your mom. Yeah. That's it so far. And it's just like, I I don't really care about any of this. Wait. You're playing as Alexius, right? I'm playing as Cassandra. Oh, Cassandra. Oh, but you, you go to all the cultist stuff. Yeah, you, so I'd, you've seen I know that my brother is still a- a- alive yeah. and that he's basically in charge of this cult, which is after your yeah. mom. And so it's like, okay, I should probably go warn my mom, but I should probably also just kill all of these cultists because they seem to be bad people. Yeah. But, like, I I, I, th- I think they could do something really fantastic with this story, but they haven't told it to me yet. Mm. Um, so maybe that will change by the time I'm further on in in the game but so far right now I'm very disappointed in the story yeah this one that's around the part where I stopped playing yeah mm. um but yeah besides that mm-hmm. having a lot of fun with that one yep. that's good okay let's get into a little bit of housekeeping and then on to the news uh ladies and gentlemen we have multiple podcasts here at the Whatnots. Uh, you guys heard us mention the review show earlier on in the podcast uh, where I mentioned that Ignacio just joined us on an episode of that one. Uh, so go check out that podcast and more on our website, thewhatnots.com. You guys can find more information about who we are and what we do on that site. Uh, I, I should say I finally updated our about page so that uh, your picture is up there, Ignacio. Did you write something for me? Yes, I I, oh, I did. It was a short bio um, oh, of just like Ignacio is a huge Dragon Ball Z nerd. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Dragon, watch the dragon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, all, all that stuff is is up there. Uh, if if you like what we do, Patreon.com/slash the Whatnots is where you can support us. You guys can get episodes early. You guys can get exclusive content. Uh, and we'd also want to give a big shout-out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Christine, for helping us out. We appreciate it and love you both. Thanks for keeping our mics on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we'll, we'll, we'll have to, like, figure out something to do for, like, some Patreon-exclusive cross-play stuff mm-hmm. maybe we can do like a a let's play or something or we'll <laughs> squat up somehow uh, i don't know we'll see we'll see yeah we'll figure it out yeah. anyways let's get on to the news we have a jam-packed eight items this Whoa. week and a couple of them have uh multiple things yeah involved here so let's dive in Number one on the list, Microsoft's Project X Cloud Preview extends to iOS devices. Uh, This is coming from Igor Bonificic. Is maybe how you say that name? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. It's a pretty cool name, but I don't know how to say it. It's either Bonificic. 
Bonifacic? Bonificic? I don't know. Anyways, uh, this is coming from Engadget.com, and they write, After first launching in preview on Android phones, Microsoft's Project X Cloud is making its way to iOS devices. Uh, Starting this past week, iPhone and iPad owners can check out the game streaming service through Apple's Test Flight program. Uh, With this... Being a test flight beta, there are a couple things to keep in mind. First, that the preview is limited to 10,000 individuals. Uh, So there's a good chance that if you haven't signed up already uh, and you were not one of the first ones to do so, you might not get it right away. Um, At the moment, the beta is also only available in the US, UK, and Canada. Likewise, should you get in, Uh, you'll likely get cycled out at some point so Microsoft can test the app on a variety of different devices. Due to an App Store policy, Microsoft says the beta will begin with a single game, Halo the Master Chief Collection, and Xbox console streaming isn't included at the moment. So this is kind of an old story. It was meant for last week. But the yeah. reason I wanted to include it for this week is that I actually got into... Oh, hell yeah. The, yeah, you got into it. Nice. Yeah. That's what's but, up. Have mm-hmm. So have have you tried it out yet? What's what's yeah. the deal with that? Yeah, so I I wanted to try it out in the wild. So I, I thought of, well, where could I try it out? And... The place I came up with was at the bathroom from my school. <laughs> really from the bathroom. And yep. yeah, I mean, it worked as well as you would hope on a streaming, streaming game would work. Sure. You could definitely play. I could see myself playing it like that, especially if you have some time to kill. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah, it worked. Like I said, it works. As That's you would wild. Would... Yeah, dude, I'm 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 so excited for stuff like this to con- continue d- developing, yeah. and I think this is the first of the streaming services that is really out on I- I- iOS. Yes, um, it is. So, or I mean, I, I guess this is the beta, but uh, yeah, big yeah. moves from yeah, Microsoft. Moves. I'm excited to see where that goes. I yep. kind of want to jump right into the next story because they kind of uh-huh. go hand in hand yep. here. Uh, so let's go on to number two here. It says, Google is bringing Stadia to 18 new phones, including the Galaxy S20. This is coming from Jessica Condit, also of Engadget. They write, Google's cloud gaming service Stadia has been exclusive to Pixel phones since its launch three months ago, Uh, but that's changing this week. On February 20th, Stadia will hit 14 Samsung models plus the Asus, ROG Phone, ROG Phone 2, Razer Phone, and Razer Phone 2. Uh, skipping ahead a little bit, says all of the freshly activated phones will work with wireless game pads over Bluetooth, except for the Stadia controller. <laughs> um, as with 
Pixel phones, the Stadia gamepad will have to be plugged in. Google is working on a system that would allow the Stadia controller to connect to browsers and mobile devices via Wi-Fi rather than the standard Bluetooth connection. For now, the controller has to be wired for PC, laptop, and mobile play, though it works wirelessly to the TV via Chromecast Ultra. Wait, going back a little bit, they say Google is working on a system that would allow Stadia controllers to connect to browsers and mobile devices via Wi-Fi. Yes. It's working on a system. This was one of the things that they... When they started talking about Stadia, this is one of the selling points for mm-hmm. the controller. That it would, it would work over wireless. Wi-Fi. That it would work yeah. over Wi-Fi. And now they're coming out saying that they're working on it. I don't know. What I mean, fu- that's obviously not the story here, but it's still, it's still just like, uh, Stadia still just doesn't... Slow moving. Yeah, slow was- moving. Half a step, half a step forward. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's, I, I think it's a good thing that yeah. this is at least coming to more devices. Like I said, it is half a step forward, but it is a step forward. Yeah. It it is finally coming out on mobile phones other than Pixel. Mm-hmm. Granted, it is only, uh, what is it? Samsung Samsung models, fourteen mm-hmm. Samsung models, and some other phones. That makes sense since apparently Samsung is uh, has the most market on the phone. Right, yeah. has the biggest market on the phone, on phones. Uh, it would have been nice to see something for iPhone, but I get yeah. it. From That's, what I've heard, I... developing for iPhone, there is something in there that makes it a bit harder to develop mm-hmm. stuff for i for iPhone. So it makes sense that if they had to choose iPhone or something else. Yeah, it does start make sense with the to start with Samsung PC stuff. Start PC with Samsung and Android. Yeah, but like I said, it's still half a step since it's only these models on phones and not, like I said, iPhones or other models. It's still not on the browser. Still not on Chrome. Um, uh, you can. You still have to connect the state the what's it called the Stadia gamepad over wire. It's still not wireless. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, like it just with these first two stories, like you can just immediately hear the difference in the way we're talking about them, right? Whereas uh, X Cloud announces like, "Hey, we have a new device," and we're just like, "Hell yeah, good on them!" Like, I would love to try it out and y- yeah. you were compelled to sign up right uh-huh. whereas stadia is like hey we're on like 18 new phones and we <laughs> zero in on and you still say your controller isn't wireless well like, you know the, the difference like you know the difference is that xcloud is on a beta and it's free and yeah go and yeah. stadia is still it's like 120 dollars and it's still a full product quote unquote yeah i mean i mean it's just it's it's incredible the different like i i guess just the way they've marketed this is just completely 
different. Uh, mm. But again, I'm still happy that this is at least coming out on more products so that more and more people can test it and they can keep making yeah. steps forward with this stuff. Because I would love for this to be more of a thing mm-hmm. real soon. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm glad it's Google is doing something with Stadia. It is moving it forward. So hopefully mm-hmm. one day we, we will be on a point that it is actually the product we yeah. all wanted and that Google sold us. Yeah. So I I have to confess some of my past sins here. Oh, God, what did uh, you do? <laughs> no, so the, the first time that I ever played Bioshock and Batman Arkham Asylum, I uh, torrented them for my <sighs> Mac back in the day. Back okay. when I was still in college. And as terrible as the experience of like playing them on my Mac yeah. uh, was, because it, 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 the frame rate was terrible, it was choppy, it was all, all sorts of bad. As bad as that experience was, it was really fantastic to be able to play on my laptop yeah. kind of wherever. Of, yeah. of just like, hey, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go sit in my school's cafeteria and play Bioshock. Yeah, I mean, I I got it. I also had that similar experiences with having games that maybe I shouldn't have on my laptop. Yeah, uh, and it like yeah. it, it it I I think the more devices we can get those experiences on, mm-hmm. like I you can be in your dorm in your bed underneath the covers playing the master chief collection at three in the morning right like you can be at the airport yeah you can be taking a dump yeah who knows like it it, it, like i think the more we can get to that like i just have such a fond memory of playing those two games Mm -hmm. in the way that i did despite the experience not being great yeah so imagine what that experience would be like if it was a lot more legitimate and 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 actually worked right good stuff good stuff okay moving on to number three one of the big things happening recently sony is struggling with the playstation 5 price due to costly parts this comes from Takashi Mochizuki over at Bloomberg. Uh, and they write, Scarce components have have p- pushed the manufacturing cost for Sony Corp's next PlayStation to around $450 per unit, forcing a difficult price-setting decision in its battle with Microsoft Corp, a- a- according to people with knowledge of the matter. The PS4 released in 2013 at a retail price of $399 was estimated uh, by IHS market to cost $381 to manufacture. uh, With the $450 unit cost and a similar gross margin, the PlayStation 5's retail price would have to be at least $470. Uh, and that would be a hard sell to consumers, considering Sony's most expensive machine is now 499 the PS4 Pro, and is often discounted, according to uh, Macquarie Capital 
analyst Damien Thong. Yeah. I have no idea who he is, but <laughs> thanks, Damien. Um, yeah, this has been the talk of the town yeah. lately. Of how much will the next generation cost? What is the Xbox Series X going to cost? What is PlayStation 5 going to cost us? Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think this is going to shake out? Well, for them, I hope it does end up being three ninety nine. I think that would really help them in a way that it helped them for the PS4 on gaining more mm-hmm. terrain, gaining more market, especially opposed to the Xbox. Since I I see Xbox marketing or selling the Series X at five hundred. So it right. would really help them to be to undercut them by a hundred again. That being said, uh, it would depend on if whether Sony is willing to lose money on it or and hope to gain it back through selling games, or if they are mm-hmm. interested on making money from each console. Right. Uh, what is interesting here is that they apparently made. $19 on each PS4 they sold at the beginning. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, for the PS3, which came out at $599, they lost $200 on each console. If I'm not mistaken, it cost them $800 to make each Damn. PS3. So, I mean, them taking a hit as low compared to PS3 it I, I mean the, I, I see them doing that but still for 450 I don't think takes into account all other costs of packaging distributing right that's yeah that's that. actu- actually just manufacturing the yeah. device itself um mm, I don't know what do you think yeah, so I I think it's a pretty safe bet to say it's going to be 4.99. Um you think? I think so. But one of the things that I want to point out is that I think on our last episode we had a story uh in which someone from PlayStation or Sony was basically being like, "Yeah, we're going to do a wait and see approach yeah. and see what Xbox does." But then they mentioned bundles of 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 like yeah maybe we'll make our device cheaper and sell it at a loss or maybe instead we'll just do a like a really cool bundle of like hey here is a 499 playstation 5 bundled with cyberpunk and the last of us 2 no or, or something. I I, I, I I don't know what they would do, but just, you know, for example, like, they could pull something like that. It's like, hey, it's more expensive, but you also get this gig game and a year of PlayStation Plus. Mm, so, yeah, I don't think, given the option between a lower price and a higher price with stuff bundled, even mm-hmm. though, even if they ended up matching in the end i i think people would 100 percent or not 100 percent, but in a lot of cases choose 
the lower price. Yeah. So I don't I don't think if you're going if you have the option of going over or under by fifty dollars, I think you should go under. Yeah. Because I and, and also four hundred and fifty that will probably go down in the next year or two. That's how it how it always right. goes. Right. Manufacturing costs always go down. Not that much after. So exactly. I, I think it would be good for them. Because four hundred dollars worked very well in their favor favor last time for the PS4. And I, I yeah. think if they want to keep retaining their lead, they should go for four hundred. Yeah, I mean that's that's a so- a solid way of thinking. Uh, I I know that this article mentions that if they w- wanted to make a profit of it, they would have they would at least, or if they want to do one that's similar to PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. they would at least need to price it at four seventy, which no, I I, I no, don't think that's going for... to happen. We see people fight. talking about. Going four ninety nine or three ninety nine. However, I don't see like four seventy is a weird number, but I don't think four fifty would be that strange. No, I think four fifty would be weird. People like numbers. I mean, yeah, psychology. It is. It is good psychology to ha- to ha- have it be at the like ninety nine ninety nine thing, right? Mm-hmm. Of just like, oh, it's not it's not exactly four hundred, it's not exactly five hundred. It's just a penny cheaper, right? Yeah. But like, I I I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I just have this like weird feeling about like, sure, they could go. Under sure they could go to four ninety nine as well. I mean, I just think in comparison, four fifty is not as strange as four seventy. No, yeah, whereas for sure four seventy is just like uh uh-uh, uh yeah no that's just that doesn't look good. Yeah, but I I I think that like half step is something that people recognize somewhat. Mm. I don't know. I could just be speaking out of my ass here because <laughs> I'll just have to wait and see yeah. whenever they announce it. When do you think they're going to be announcing it? I don't know. I was really expecting a February event. But I kind of was too. Never At this point, it would never happen. It won't happen. Yeah. So um, I don't know. They've been really weird with their, with how they've been talking about the PS4. Those yeah. two wired articles. I don't know what, what they'll do. April, May. I yeah. yeah. I'm maybe thinking like April or May is is now when when they would do it. But then again, at this point, who knows? Yeah, well, they have to talk about it before June, before E3. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. They will have to show the console and hopefully have the price out there so that people can start pre-ordering it. 
or maybe we're reading it wrong and they really are going to do a wait and see thing and they're going to mention it like immediately after mm. E3. I don't think yeah. that'd be good, but I don't know. I mean, same with Microsoft. We, at most, we've only seen their console. We still don't yeah. have our price for them. So at this point, it's just both of them not want, not wanting to show their cards. Seeing who yeah. blinks first. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, in more Sony news, let's get on to all of this coronavirus stuff. Uh, so let's see. First thing out of the gate here, number four on our list of stories, Sony has pulled out of PAX East. This is coming from Justin Masongil. Hopefully That's I said right. that one right. This is over at the PlayStation blog uh, in which they updated a previous blog post uh, in which they were saying, hey, you guys will be able to play The Last of Us Part 2 in Final Fantasy 7. Um, they updated the story with this. Today, Sony Interactive Entertainment made the decision to cancel its participation at PAX East in Boston this year due to increasing concerns related to COVID-19, also known as novel coronavirus. Um, we felt this was the safest option as the situation is changing daily. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in this event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is, the, is our highest concern. Uh, I'm going to skip right down to point number two here, mm -hmm. which is coming from Joe Scrubbles at IGN, uh, who, who writes, Square Enix scales back PAX East showing due to coronavirus. Uh, Square Enix has become the latest company to change plans for PAX East due to coronavirus uh, due to concerns over the coronavirus, scaling back plans for Final Fantasy XIV at the show in particular. While not pulling out of the show entirely, the company's J Japanese staff will no longer be attending, meaning a panel session, developer signings, developer photo ops, and a fan gathering will no longer take place at the show. Uh... So this is all like PAX East related yeah. stuff here. Um, yeah, man, this is becoming a much bigger thing than I thought. Yeah, it's gonna be a thing. Like I, 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 I've felt like it was just gonna kind of blow over and be a meme of the week, right? <laughs> like, oh, the coronavirus. <laughs> you drink too much beer. <laughs> um, but no, I, I that's. That's not the case, right? No. And we'll we'll get into more sto stories about it in just a sec. Um, yeah. But I think especially with Sony pulling out of PAX, that's pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, in in a way, it is um, kind of overreacting or maybe it's them playing doing safe. too much. Yeah, it is playing safe. I mean, it's hard to say anything neg negative about this 
if they are coming out saying that they're doing it for the health of their own people, yeah. their yeah. own workers. It's it's but, it's a bad thing in terms of like me as a video game consumer being yeah. like, oh man, I would have loved to have been there at Pet Packs. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. be at, at Packs, but if I was, right, it's like, oh man, I would have loved to play The Last of Us 2. Mm -hmm. Like that would be one of the main reasons why I would want to go. And now yeah. it's not there. Ugh. Mm. Bummer. Yeah. It sucks that because uh, so, so when Sony canceled their plans for E3, they came out saying that they were hoping to be more on other places instead, and now mm -hmm. they're coming out saying that they are not going to PAX and yeah, as we'll it, see just... later, not on GDC. So yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting how it will affect their plans overall moving forward. Especially since the coronavirus doesn't seem to be scaling back anytime soon. It yeah. will keep being something. Um, it's real unfortunate, yeah. that's for sure. And it's also interesting that both Sony and Square Enix are, if I'm not mistaken, Square Enix too, are Japanese companies. Mm -hmm. So maybe that also has something to do with it, seeing as Japan is so close to China that maybe making them more concerned about moving in between places and countries. Yeah. And also this is not a, a decision any company can make like light cannot take lightly. It right. costs them a lot of money. Money that they won't see an investment back. Yeah. So sure enough. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the next bullet point here which you just kind of mentioned which is sony and facebook are withdrawing from gdc uh, this is coming from nicole lee also at engadget that says facebook has just announced that it will withdraw its presence from the annual game developers conference this year in doing so it will pull both facebook gaming, and Oculus booths, and have advised all employees not to attend the show. Um, and then in an update on that story, they also said that Sony has announced that it too will be pulling out from GDC, uh, and then it gives the company statement, which is almost the exact same thing that we read for PAX. Just like, hey, we regret that we have to, or we're... we're disappointed to cancel our participation but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern we look forward to participating in gdc in the future um yeah it sucks that they're yeah it's just it, it seems just like a really unfortunate series of uh, yeah. uh, 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 events and that this is such a thing right yeah um i mean and so at least um, for the PAX stuff, there has been one confirmed case of coronavirus in Boston. GDC yeah. takes place here in San Francisco. And, and as far as I know, there haven't been any case, cases. So yeah, this maybe is le less like justified maybe. Mm -hmm. But then again, I, I get it. There will be a lot of people coming in from other countries. For GDC, yeah, so maybe they are fearing something would happen. Without uh, coronavirus on the 
terrible. These kind of conventions and events and stuff like that are always ripe with 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 sickness. Yeah, right? but um, I mean it's sickness, heard... but not coronavirus sickness. Yeah, but you will like get it, sick, it, it just, maybe it's pretty or... commonly known that like if you go to some kind of convention or Comic Con or PAX or, or or something, chances are you'll get sick. Yeah, the uh, bleak. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, they just have to be safe. Yeah. Um continuing on, uh more coronavirus stuff. This time in Nintendo news, uh says Nintendo is likely to suffer global switch shortages from virus. This is also coming from T- Takashi Mochizuki at Bloomberg who says uh, Nintendo Company is likely to struggle to supply sufficient Switch consoles to its U.S. and European markets as soon as April due to a production bottleneck caused by the coronavirus outbreak, according to pe- people with knowledge of the company's supply chain. Uh, limited component supply coming out of China is affecting output at a Nintendo Assembly Partners factory in Vietnam, uh, which the gaming giant primarily uses to build consoles for the U.S., said the people, a- asking not to be named uh, because the details are private. A shortage of components this month would affect Switch units would affect Switch units scheduled for arrival in April, after existing inventory and current shipments of the console have sold through. So I've I've heard this story and I've also heard rumors or like wonderings of like, hey, will this affect PlayStation 5 and Xbox yeah. as yeah. well? That's the bigger thing here that it could end up affecting the PS5 and Xbox One la- Xbox Series X launch eventually mm-hmm. since we we're seeing that it will affect Nintendo. It would most likely affect those other two companies. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe they'll decide to push it. I don't think that's likely, but that now that's more more likely than it was before. Yeah. But so, I mean, uh, it, it, I think I think it was the what was I reading? I think it was the earlier article about Sony and its pricing struggles Mm -hmm. um i i think in that one if i'm not mistaken they were talking about um how in previous year like for the playstation 4 they did that reveal event in february and then mass production didn't start until the spring so it was like a month or two after that um Mm. so it's possible that they haven't started mass production of the playstation 5 yet oh yeah but it's one of those things like if the factories start shutting down now um that could build up some kind of backlog of stuff that they have to do and they might not get to the playstation 5 stuff a little bit later than they thought right yeah it sucks that we'll see happening now since we're yeah getting ready for another generation of consoles and yeah. it will most likely affect the launch of the consoles. Even if it doesn't get pushed, you can expect fewer units out there at launch. And that would be 
mm-hmm. pretty bad especially for us who are not in the US so we're not first priority right yeah so yeah I, I mean with all these stories I never expected it to affect gaming this much mm-hmm. right yeah that just shows you how connected we are all everything is connected sure enough if one uh, speaking of N- Nintendo they have uh-huh. just revealed a new coral switch light color in lighter news yeah uh, <laughs> um, this is coming from Jeffrey Lerman at IGN who writes Nintendo announced on Tuesday a new color coral will join the lineup of the current switch like consoles it will first release in japan on march 20th uh according to a press release from nintendo following shortly afterward the console will launch in north america on april 3rd the this version will be available at the same 199.99 price as the other three colors yellow gray and turquoise bringing the palette of color choices up to four, not including special editions. Are you getting it? Uh, no, <laughs> I am not. I am fine. I'm satisfied with my my original Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the same. I'm not in a hurry to get a new Switch. Have I thought I, about getting a like Switch Lite? color, though. Yes, I have thought about it. Will I? No, I can't justify spending two hundred dollars, yeah, especially no, knowing I, how much of a pain in the ass it's going to be transferring everything. Yeah, that. Um, and then there's still rumors circulating that maybe in a year or or two we'll get like a Switch Pro or a Switch yeah. Two, I which mean, is it's that not a is something of, I think I would like more. Yeah. It's not a question Switch of Lite. if; it's a question of when. Yeah, a new Switch model uh, comes out. So the one thing that I wanted to ask you about with this uh, new story for the Nintendo Switch Lite, mm-hmm. uh, it says that the new color will launch in North America on April 3rd. We just read a story about uh, oh. the coronavirus affecting the Switch unit scheduled for arrival in April. Shit. I'm wondering if this color is going to be hard to find uh, yeah, in April. Which means it will probably go for high in the second-hand market. Yeah. That being huh. said, it, it looks like it's going to be launching in Japan on March 20th. So yeah. they may have already been doing a bunch of mass production on that. And it might be yeah. fine, at, at least for the first like month or so. Yeah, um, for the first customers, it will probably be fine. But who knows? Yeah, interesting. That's inter- inter- interesting indeed. Yeah, huh. we got my mom a Switch Lite for Christmas. Oh, nice! She loves it. Yeah, she got the turquoise one. She's not huh. much of a gamer though. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like an interesting thing where I always have to like convince her not to get. A whole bunch of technology and stuff of just like no you don't need a desktop you already have a laptop uh, you know you don't <laughs> you actually don't need that laptop you have an ipad like you, <laughs> it's just like you're all you do is check your email you don't need yeah. a whole ass computer for that 
So she's like, but I want it. It has Mario. I'm like, all right, <laughs> fine. You have an argument there. <laughs> yeah. That is a great argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. Cool. Enough of this Corona virus stuff here. Uh, number six on our list, which also has a couple uh, smaller st- stories involved here. This is the Embracer Group acquires Saber Interactive in $525 million deal. This mm-hmm. is coming from Hayden Taylor at gamesindustry.biz, who writes Embracer Group has acquired the World War Z developer Saber Interactive in a deal worth $525 million. Formerly THQ Nordic AB, the company rebranded as Embracer Group in August 2019. The group has made multiple acquisitions in recent years, snapping up small and large companies alike. However, the Saber Interactive deal is the company's largest spending splurge so far, offering $150 million upfront and another $375 million over three years based on performance. Wow. This is... This is one of those fascinating ones because I I think this far in, we still don't know what THQ Nordic is up to. Mm. Like, what are they doing? Well, how do they have all of this money? I don't get it. Well, even the the price five hundred twenty five million. Yes, that's more than double what Sony paid for Insomniac. That's what I was just thinking. Has a greater track record than than Saber Interactive, which just came out with World War C to eh, reception. But yeah. this just goes to show you that Embracer Group just has fuck you money. It has well, that it, much it, money. I, I do want to clarify that the people that played World War Z really mm-hmm. seem to like it. Yeah, but, but it, that's the thing. Not many people yeah. played it. So it, it, it just, you know, it's like, eh, eh, it's okay. It's good. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Mr. Crew has a shit ton of money. Yeah, let me see. It was PlayStation paid two hundred twenty nine million yep. for Insomniac gig games, and Insomniac is like a top top tier studio. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. Like this is wild. Yeah, I, I don't understand almost... how they keep making this stuff. Yeah, this is almost like Embracer Group going to Saber and saying, hey, I want you. Just 500 seems like not much for us, so here, take it. I want the no-clip documentary on the Embracer Group on THQ Nordic. What the hell happened? How? Well, Embracer Group just keeps buying stuff. I don't understand it. it. Yeah, I don't get and if you look into the founding of the company, the company just started from small beginnings. Yeah. Yeah, it really Dude, is fascinating. Everything seeing. in life has taught me that this is not how it works. I cannot just spend a shit ton of money and hope it works out well. Yeah. Like, I, I have to be like, do I really need that third cheeseburger from McDonald's? Probably not. Mm. So maybe I won't. <laughs> You know, but and then they're just like, 
525 million for Saber Interactive? Pocket sure. change. Yeah. Why not? You know? Uh, like, Would you have another pocket? Here, take it. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Saber Inter- uh, I mean, Embrace Group has been buying a lot of IP and we still haven't seen anything from it. Like, the latest, I think, was that they had bought the rights for Kingdom Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur and we haven't seen anything about it. I I feel like they've bought stuff since then, but that was one of the big ones of of like, oh yeah, we now have the rights to that game. I think there was something about someone else had the publishing rights. EA has the publishing to, rights. To, to do it? Uh, okay. I mean, EA if Embracer Group has this, has this much money, I mean, it would yeah. be a problem. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. That's Who knows? the last one I remember. I know they have bought a lot of stuff other than that and still mm-hmm. haven't done much with it. I think the only things I've, I think we've seen from THQ Nordic lately have been Destroy All Humans and Darksiders Genesis, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't, was Darksiders 3 also them too? Well, Darksiders 3 didn't it come out before THQ I don't know. Nordic was a thing. I don't remember. Uh, 6.2 on our list here. THQ Nordic announces a gothic remake. Uh, This is coming straight from their website, THQNordic.com, in which they write, After unambiguous feedback, THQ Nordic will head into full production of the gothic remake. Next step is to set up a Barcelona-based studio and head into main production. Um, Just a little over two months after releasing a playable teaser for the Gothic remake and asking the players for feedback, the answer is clear. The fans are up for a new old Gothic game, and the vast majority read 94.8%, was in favor to develop a remake of the iconic German RPG Gothic, originally released in 2001. So have you played Gothic? I have not. I've actually never even heard of this game. (laughs) Okay, so me either. I haven't heard it since (laughs) until this happened. But the reason I wanted to include this was, well, first, I think it's very interesting that they would do something like releasing a playable teaser and see fans' reaction and do something about it for something as niche as Gothic. But the second reason... It's kind of an interesting way to figure out what their fans want, right? Like, instead of making a bunch of cheap, like, double-A games, they're just like, what if we give you, like, playable demos? Of stuff, yeah, of a yeah. whole bunch of different ideas. It's like a pilot season. Yeah, I would like, like to see okay, more people of, do that. Of these like six things, what do you guys actually want us to make? Yeah. Um, well, uh, but the second reason I wanted to include it is that so THQ Nordic has all these studios, oh and God, they are I, going I to make know to create to one. <laughs> they're going to create yet another studio just for this. Yes. Look, next step is set up a Barcelona-based studio. You have all these studios Keyword that you've been buying up. and doing nothing about it. And you're going to create yet. yet another one. 
They don't even have it. It doesn't exist. It's nowhere. How? What? How much money do you have? How much can you money? Know what in the world is going on? For this I don't know. for Gothic, I... a niche game that came out in 2001, you're yeah. going to create another studio. Why? No idea. Dude, look, I if they make it and they can stay around, this is going to be like one of the greatest success stories in in history, right? Mm. The gods will be singing tales of THQ Nordic and how they <laughs> went bankrupt and then came back from the brink of of destruction and made it big. No. <sighs> this is wild. So that I happened. That much money. Yeah, that happened. I, I like. I I don't have much else to say about this besides yeah, just reacting wildly. Of just like, what? Yeah. How is this possible? That's why I included. So, there we go. Uh, let's skip on down to seven, which is YouTube reportedly paid $160 million to gain the exclusive rights to Activision Blizzard esports. This is coming from Sam Desitoff at GameDaily.biz. And they write, A new report from Esports Observer gives us a sense of just how big the money being thrown around in these exclusive deals is getting um before i continue i should say that this is an update on a story that happened last month if i'm not mistaken i saw this on twitter and i wanted to include this uh so the story continues according to people briefed on the terms of the pact the reported value of the deal for exclusive media rights came in at around 160 million over three years that covers all of the esports properties including overwatch call of duty and hearthstone additionally the publication revealed that activision blizzard's previous deal covering only uh Overwatch League was reportedly valued at $90 million over two years. It's believed that OWL is controlling the majority of the money in the New Deal as well. So I thought this was an interesting story. Yeah. Um, like I said, this was something that came out a month ago, but then the update is exactly how much money that deal yeah, it is interesting. Is, I, mean, this I is think something... this is kind of a major loss for Twitch. Of oh, like, hey, yeah. if you if you want to, you know, watch the Overwatch League, which I think is like the esports thing that has kind of made it mm-hmm. to the mainstream that much. Like, maybe mm-hmm. you could consider some Fortnite stuff, right? But like, when 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 you're talking about like more traditional esports. Yeah. I think uh, well, Overwatch the is the one that people of Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I just think Which something is also like Activision if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Overwatch is something that most of the mainstream know and is mm-hmm. 
one of the more accessible esport things, but I yeah. st- I still don't think it's very accessible to the mainstream because I tr- mm. I tr- tried to show my parents one of these matches when uh, 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 Overwatch League first started just to be you know have have it be one of those things like this is kind of the things I'm interested in this is video games this is what they do see yeah um yeah and they they had no idea what was happening in in that and my dad is a big sports person and he's just like i this is i don't understand what's happening here so (laughs) um but yeah yeah it's it's interesting you were about to say something no yeah that this is big like like you said Mm -hmm. overwatch is one of the bigger ones other one being the other one being league of legends which is Riot, not Activision, like I said. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is something you would see cable companies on yeah. the like competing for stuff like NFL or NBA or stuff like that. Absolutely. So it, it is interesting seeing something like this, a bidding war over esports. It just goes to show you how much it has grown this year, these past years to be something yeah. big, something that YouTube would pay this much money just to keep it away from Twitch. It is an interesting thing. And I'm yeah. I'm well, waiting to see what Twitch will do now. What will this they is take? Also interesting to me because of the recent uh stuff of like, hey, Ninja is now on Mixer. Yeah. And Shroud is now on Mixer and I know other people have left Mixer and gone to Twitch. Some people have mm-hmm. gone to YouTube. Some people have gone to Facebook, and and they've they've, they've started like signing these exclusive deals. And I know in a couple of the podcasts I've listened to over the past couple weeks, that's something they've been talking about. Of like, hey, what is actually going on with these deals that people are making? Because here's a bunch of these like naive kids making millions now yep. and signing these contracts and good for them on, on, on one hand, but at the same time, they're also being like forced out of a lot more money that they didn't know about and all this stuff. So it's, well, it's, it's a lot like kid athletes. Yeah. Just now bleeding over to video games, but yeah, yeah. And it's also interesting that we all always talk about Twitch versus Mixer, and we just keep forgetting YouTube is also there trying to gain ground. And this mm-hmm. will, I think, help them gain some ground against Twitch and Mixer. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting because YouTube has the overall uh, 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 audience, just like in 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 terms of general use. YouTube is light years out there, right? Yeah. Where Twitch and Facebook and all that stuff—they're—they're kind of small fries. Yeah. So you YouTube putting down this kind of money is like, oh, okay, big dick swinging. I see you there. <laughs> yeah, Google has some money. Yeah. Moving on to the last story of today. Uh, number eight. Sources say that 
EA canceled a Star Wars Battlefront spinoff last year. This is coming from Jason Schreier over at Kotaku. He writes, Last spring, Electronic Arts canceled a planned spinoff of its popular Star Wars Battlefront series, the third Star Wars game that the publisher has axed since 2017. This latest game, codenamed Viking, was originally envisioned for release in fall 2020 alongside the next generation of consoles. But once it became clear to EA's executives that the timeline was unrealistic, Viking was no more. You're telling me that EA canceled a Star Wars game? I don't believe it. What? When? When? Why? They've never done that before. No, they've never done that. No, this is just disheartening. Yeah. To me. Um, A Star Wars Battlefront spinoff. I wonder what that would have been, especially with that code name. So, in the article, it sounded like there was more open world elements to it mm. I, I i don't know how that translates as a battlefront spinoff yeah I don't um know. who knows but it, yeah that's that seemed to be the narrative with ea and star wars yeah. they got the uh exclusive license back in like 2013 i think um and they've really only put out Two Battlefront games, mm-hmm. Jedi um, Fallen o- o- Order. Yeah. And I think that's it? Yeah. I, I don't know. think they and we know do that the mobile games, so that would be it. Yeah, and I know that they've canceled. This is the third game now, so they're like yeah. 50% track record. Like, yeah. that just doesn't seem right. Like, we, we've had an abysmal decade now for star wars games um i know a couple weeks ago we also got rumors of some remakes of some of the older star wars Uh, games so maybe they're gonna try and like foster goodwill yeah i mean it is interesting to see that this decade didn't have many good star wars games we had jedi fallen order and then uh, the last game that people really talked about might have been Force Unleashed, if not the old Republic games. Right. But the Battlefield games have been such so controversial. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it, it That's is a, the other thing is I've, that, like, Battlefront 2 had the whole loot box yeah. controversy that just completely tarnished that game like a, 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 apparently now that they've fixed it all and all that stuff it's it's it seems like people really like that giga yeah. game I mean, but it's still play it like it yeah but it's still just like immediately when you mention it that is the first thing that i think of i'm just like oh the loot boxes were terrible i mean it was so bad that it bled into regular media it wasn't yeah. just a gaming thing yeah. It was something now governments had to pay attention to. Loot boxes, how do we that? How do we regulate them? It was a lot because of Battlefront 2. It was that bad. And I wonder yeah, if so. 
whenever the license expires, will Disney reap it? Was I don't know. Was Jedi Fallen Order good enough for them to keep it? Was Battlefront 2 bad enough for them to take it away? If nothing else, I wonder if they wouldn't renew the full thing, but do mm. like, hey, at least give us Jedi Fallen yeah. Order and I mean, maybe allow us to keep making uh, Battlefront. Like, give us those two specifically. The rest, uh, you guys can do what you want. It would be interesting to see if Disney just lets them have Jedi Fallen Order, but still shop around with other developers, other right, yeah. Star Wars game. Uh, so I will note that at the end of Schreier's article, he says, Today, EA has two new Star Wars games in development. A sequel to Jedi Fallen Order at Respawn, and a smaller, from? more unusual project at ea motive in montreal canada i didn't know they had confirmed another jedi fallen order game interesting i yeah i don't know if that is a confirmation or it's just like yeah it did so well of course it's going to be coming we're kind of thinking up how that will work i don't know if, knows? if anyone knows it it would be jason schreier yeah yeah uh, I mean, we'll see what ends up coming. We shall see, indeed. Yeah. I think that about wraps us up for news of the week, or news of the past, like, two weeks, two weeks. kind of. There yeah. were some things we missed that we uh, didn't didn't talk about from two weeks ago, but that's okay. Ho- yeah. ho- hopefully we'll be, we'll be back on our grind weekly um, here from now on. Ignacio. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you what you're most excited about in this coming week. What are you hoping to play more of? Uh, is there any new games finally coming out that you're interested in? What's on your mind? Well, now that I've finally finished Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I will mm-hmm. start playing other games now. I will finally open my my Steel in the Box Xbox One. Oh my god, so- that's still in the box? Yeah, because since, since I I've, I really just wanted to play Kakarot, I didn't want any other distraction. That makes sense. I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to hop in between games. Are, so no, the finally, way you play games, do you kind of just stick with one until you beat that one, or do you not like hop, like hopping from game I'm to game? I'm trying to do that more now. In the past, I would jump in between games, and that would mean. I would often not end up finishing a game. So gotcha. I am trying to make a point into if I'm enjoying a game, I want to stick with it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I don't, channel. I don't want to go in between games and get distracted and divide my attention. Yeah, That's but kind yeah. of what I've always done is I've, yeah. I've, stick, I've stuck to a game. Um, and up until recently i guess i could say like i i barely even considered myself a gamer at one point i look mm-hmm. back now and i'm like i absolutely was i i, I just i don't know why i didn't think I, I i was but i am usually of the mind of like if i buy a game or if i get a game and start it then i'm going to finish it yeah 
Um, in recent years, that hasn't happened as much. There's been some that I've picked up and started and then never finished. Um, and that just happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to this game called Blood Roots. Oh. Have you heard, play. heard of that one? I yeah, think it I looks saw, really cool. I mean, I saw kind of funny do a party mode about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it comes out on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Uh and it comes out on Switch, PS4, and I think Xbox One as well. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool. It's like this uh, kind of cartoony, 3D, almost beat-em-up action game thing. Um, yeah, I, I think that might be a game that I pick up this next week. Yeah. So. Well, I still have a that. month and a half until something comes out that I'm really interested in. Yeah, right. So I'll, I'll have to find Which him. is? Which is Resident Evil, if I'm not mistaken, is the one that's, that's right. closer. That's right. Okay. But yeah, so I, I have plenty of time to try to fill it up with some... I want to try out Halo. I've never played Halo, so... Oh, man. I think Halo is good. Yeah. It looks good. I love that one. And other That's, than that, uh, I I haven't been playing my Switch in I think a month. So I uh, I might go back. And dust. Yeah. Well, because since Kakarot came out, I've always been like, hey, I want to play a game, but if I'm going to play a game, I'd rather it be Kakarot since I'm loving it so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Ignacio, where can the uh-huh. people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I G N A C I O R O J S B. That's my last names. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me. I was about to say something and I like choked on my words. I, I have <laughs> a habit of that happening. Yeah. Like right at the a- a- end of. of podcast where i'm just like and you guys can follow me at um you guys can find me at yo kyle springer on twitter and instagram uh if you guys want to stay up to date with this show or any of the uh, other podcasts that we do we are on twitter at the whatnots uh i've mentioned our website i mentioned our patreon go like share subscribe sell your soul tell a friend tell a foe makes merch store Buy some merch, thewhatnots.com slash merch. No, slash store. There you go. Yeah. Slash store. Go do all of that stuff. Uh, We will be back this next week. Um, And until then, go play some games. Go play some games. Bye. Bye.